So y'all know we're entering into a Thanksgiving time. How many of y'all know that? Can I get an amen? Look at your neighbor's side. Did you know it's November? Did you know it's November? Guess what, guys? Thanksgiving is going to be here in a minute, and then what? Christmas and then New Year's, and then we got a big holiday season planned. I cannot wait. So we're going to make, y'all, we wrapped up painkillers last week, and boy, it was a blessing. Uh, we got people connecting with us everywhere on painkillers. But uh, God, I begin to pray and ask God, God, where do you want us to go after this? Because good night, uh, that was so good. And, and the Spirit of God, as sure as I'm standing here, said, why don't you give God thanks? Why don't we just make this season here at Eden Westside, y'all, a season of giving God thanks? You know, that sounds a little bit like, well, okay, but hey, y'all, we serve an awesome God, y'all. And I want y'all to know, this is such a blessing, man. Uh, you know, I told y'all we led the county once again in baptism. Do y'all know how blessed we are here at Eden Westside? We are blessed. We got good people here. <clears throat> We're blessed with some of the best people in the state of Alabama. I believe that we got the cream of the crop at Eden Westside. We are a blessed people. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you're so blessed. Amen. You're so blessed. You're so blessed. We are a blessed church, y'all. Let me say that to you again. We are a blessed church, y'all. And uh, you know what? We don't want to ever take that for granted. So God just directed me to speak into giving thanks. Man, I love it, don't y'all? So, so Psalms 100. Can y'all see that? Let's all say this <clears throat> like, uh, not. we're going to say it almost Baptocostal, y'all. Are y'all ready? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, come on. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Come on now. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. Come on. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. Can we give God a praise offer today? God is so good, y'all. Thank God for that. I, I, like, I like that verse 4. I like that verse 4. I like that verse 4. I like verse 4. I like verse 4. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with a oh, hallelujah. Be Thankful. Come on, say it with me. Be thankful. How many of y'all know this? We got too many grippers. We got too many complainers. We got too many people that don't thank God. We got too many people that are, have this mindset of entitlement. They're not grateful for what they got. They think that they deserve more. Oh, man. Be thankful to him. Be thankful to him. Anybody got something to give God thanks for? Oh, man, we got something to thank God. Be thankful unto him. Denise and I were talking about that uh, just yesterday. We're so blessed. She and I are so blessed. We're so blessed. We are a blessed couple. We are blessed with our kids. We are blessed with our grandkids. We are fat and sassy. We blessed, blessed. Be thankful to him. Bless his name. In the next few weeks, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk to you about 
how God is your provider, how God is your sustainer, how God says, I will, I will open the windows of heaven and pour blessings on you. Good night, if you show up at Eden Westside, you might get a blessing drop sprinkled on you. It's going to be good. God is good. Let's pray. Father, we come before you today. We want to come before you today, God, with a thankful heart. Oh, we're living in a world that I believe has forgotten how to be thankful to you. And God, I believe that when we're thankful, you do things for us. You, you're, you're, you're a good, good father. That when we're thankful, I believe you want to do more for us. But if we just take it for granted and we don't ever say thank you, Lord, thank you, Father, I believe that it hurts your heart. So God, today, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for blessing us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your provision. Thank you, Lord, for the air that we breathe. Thank you, Lord, for the beating of our heart, the, the pumping of our lungs. The Oh, God, just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are good. We thank you for that. Lord, we could spend all day here and never open another, never do another thing but thanking you, and that would be sufficient. So, God, we love you today. We praise you. And today, before we just say amen, let's just get our hearts where it ought to be with him. Right where you are, right where you are, right where you are. Whisper a prayer of thanksgiving to him. Go ahead and do that. Take a minute. Take a minute and lift your voice to heaven and thank him. Take a minute and lift your hands to heaven and thank him. Take a minute and lift your heart to heaven and thank him. Just take a minute. Good night. We don't have to rush. Good night. He's good. Isn't he good? Ah, oh, he's good. I'll have a fit in a minute. He's good. Lord, we honor you, we thank you, we love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Isn't God good, y'all? God is so good. You may be seated. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so ready to learn. Go ahead and tell them that today. I am so ready to learn. Are y'all ready? Can I get an amen? Uh, yesterday, I was, or all week long, I told Beth, I said, Beth, good night. I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something. Revelation walk is over, and we didn't have nothing to do on Saturday night. And I'm thinking, I'm missing out on something, man. I'm supposed to be somewhere. But but today, we're starting a whole new thing uh, today, and uh, we're entering into a, a time right now uh, that I believe that when you open your Bible, it is uh, evident and abundantly clear that God loves it when we give him thanks, amen? The message is absolutely clear. Uh, we are to enter into his presence with thanksgiving, the Bible says, and uh, I was thinking today as I opened my eyes how good God is, amen? He has blessed us so much, and we're to, we're to enter into his presence with a grateful heart a thankful heart, a heart of worship. In other words, and I want you to write this down. It's not in your notes, but it's good. You need to have a heart that is prepared to give thanks. You're to have a heart that is prepared to give thanks. And I believe that we ought to prepare our heart for that. Amen? I believe that we ought to prepare our mind, get our mind where it ought to be uh, so that we can give thanks. I believe that it's proper to write this down. We need to align our heart and our mind with gratitude. It doesn't matter who you are. 
or where you are, you've got a reason to give God praise, amen? Uh, you know, there's always somebody got it worse off than you do, amen? But we got something we can give God praise for. We got a reason to give God thanks. And so today, I want you to take your copy of God's Word and be finding the book of Psalms, Psalms 92, as we study under the sermon title, It's a Good Thing. Everybody say that with me. It's a good thing. One more time, everybody. It's a good thing. Now, if you have your Bible, and I hope that you do, that you'll open your Bible, your copy of God's Word up, uh, to Psalms. I love the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms are, are such a beautiful expression of praise and worship and singing and celebration. And, and I love the book of Psalms because it kind of keeps everything in perspective. But right there in the book of Psalms, chapter 92 and verse number 1, the psalmist writes, say it with me, everybody. It's a good thing. Underline that in your Bible. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises, Brother Randy. Unto his name, O Most High. It's a what? Good thing. It's a what, church? Good thing. It's a good thing. Now, we want to do good things in our church. We want to be a church that's noted for doing good things. And the Bible makes no, there's no, there's no question about it. If you want to do a good thing, it's a good thing to give Thanks. You say, well, Brother Jackie, I just don't know how, what to do that will be good. Well, i tell you what you can do. Give thanks. The Bible says it's a good thing. It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises unto his name. I love what they did this morning, right in the middle, right at the end of that victory in Jesus. Did you see what they did to y'all, y'all? Did you see what they did? They just stopped singing and let you sing. Because you know what? You're not a spectator. You are a participant. You are to participate in singing praises to the name of the Lord. Can I get an amen? So when we look at it together, the psalmist says it's a good thing to give thanks and to sing praises to his name. It's almost as if those two things go together. So today, I want us to look at point number one in the outline. It goes like this. It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord because. Now, if you're looking for reasons, I'm going to give you about four or five reasons why it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. First of all, he and he alone. He and he alone. Nobody but him. He is God, he is sufficient, he is Jehovah Jireh, he is provider, he is sustainer, he's healer, he's our counselor, he's the good shepherd, he's the good father, he is everything that we need in our life. He is a friend that sticks closer to the brother than a brother. It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord because he and he alone is, first of all, notice this point, he is Lord, amen. He is Lord. That is the, the Hebrew word Yahweh, uh, which we distinguish as Jehovah. Now, you may want to write this down. This is important for you right there. Right out beside the word Lord, write covenant. In other words, when you notice that he says it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord, what he's saying is we're going to give thanks because we serve a God that has made covenant with us. He is the Lord Jehovah. He is Yahweh. He is the God. Watch this now. You may want to remember this. He is the God that has made an everlasting covenant with his people. In other words, he is a God. He is the Lord God 
the covenant-making God. And because he is the covenant-making God, he is the God that will never break his end of that covenant. It's an everlasting covenant. Write it down. It is the Abrahamic covenant. The Abrahamic covenant is an everlasting covenant, and he is Yahweh, he is Jehovah, he is the covenant-making God. In other words, he will never break the covenant with his people. Can I get an amen, y'all? Our God is not just Lord of the earth. He is Lord of heaven, and he is always the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he will never change. He is a God that will never fail us, never let us down, never disappoint us. He is a covenant-keeping God. Everybody else may walk away from you. Everybody else may quit on you, but our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can I get an amen? That's the covenant-making God that we serve. He is Lord. There is none above him. There is none below him. He is Lord, and he is Lord of all. We can praise God because, guys, watch this. Our God, he and he alone is Lord. Can I get a amen? Say it with me. He is Lord. He is, he is Lord. Come on now. Y'all got to say it. He is Lord. Can I get an amen? But not only is he Lord, he is the most high. He is the most high. It's interesting to me, Elion, he, the word most high, and you may want to write this down, means supreme. There, uh, there's none that could compare to him. He is the supreme most high. In other words, he is, the, he is the only most high. There is no other most high. You remember? The devil wanted to be the most high, and he was struck down. But there is none greater than your God. And because of that, he is Lord. He is most high. He is Lord of all. He is Lord. He is supreme. He rules and he reigns. Can I get an amen? He is on the throne, and there is nobody that can dethrone him. There is nobody that can impeach him. There is nobody that can get him out of office. He's not up for re-election. He is always Lord and Most High. Can I get an amen? So we serve it. Can we praise God because he is Lord and Most High? Amen. He is that. And I like that, guys. He is. It's amazing. And because of that, we need to give him thanksgiving and worship and it's married together. The Bible says in verse number one, it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises under his name, O Most High. Oh, but listen, this is where I get really jazzed up. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Secondly, he wakes me every morning with his loving kindness. Can I get an amen? Some of y'all need to be woke up this morning with some love on you. Amen. Loving kindness. Every morning he wakes you up with his loving kindness. I like that, don't you? That we serve a God. Can, uh, you know, when you think about it, uh, really and truly, every morning... The dew drops of the morning reminds us of his consistent provision. The stillness and the quietness ushers in his amazing grace. The rising sun in the east manifests the beauty of his consistency. The singing birds remind us of the melody of his praise. It's amazing how God does that. The psalmist reminds us in verse number two, if you'll notice there, it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord to show forth thy, come on now, help me, Loving kindness in the morning. How many of y'all know that God woke you up this morning with loving kindness? Can I give an amen? He, he woke you up this morning with his loving kindness. You know, I, I was thinking about that. The psalmist, other places in the Bible, uh, the psalmist uses words like this. Are you ready? 
Uh, you, you can study it on your own. But the psalmist, and there's many, many places in the Psalms where he uses the word loving kindness, but I like one of them. It says, marvelous is your loving kindness. Uh, there's another place that says, his loving kindness, are y'all ready for this? I like this. The Bible says his loving kindness draws us to him. In other words, he loves you enough to draw you to him. And then uh, there's a place in the Psalms, and y'all know this, we sing about, we sing about it uh, many times. Do y'all know this? Do y'all know this one? You may want to write this down. His loving kindness is better than, anybody know the last word? Life. That, that's in the Bible, y'all. You know, we sang that song here and we sing it, loving kindness is better than life, loving kindness. Y'all don't even know y'all singing scripture, but that's what you're doing. His loving kindness is better than life. In other words, when you wake up in the morning, are you ready for this? For him to wake you up with his loving kindness is better than any life you could have. People are looking for love in all the wrong places. And God is a God that shows us when we wake up in the morning, he loves us. Amen. He loves us. His loving kindness, you know, the psalmist says, I can thank God because he wakes me every morning with his loving kindness. Oh, but that's not the only reason we can thank him. Oh, listen, I wrote this down. I had a fit when I wrote it down. And this is Brother Jackie's words. He tucks me in. Y'all like that? Y'all, y'all, some of y'all don't get that. He tucks me in at night with his what? Faithfulness. And look, look at this. I like this. I wrote this and I thought, good night. I like that. About, about made me have a fit. He tucks me in at night with his faithfulness. Verse number two says that God shows forth his loving kindness in the morning. In other words, you can wake up in the morning and he says to you, I love you. And then he tucks you in at night and says, I've been with you all day. And watch this. While you're sleeping, I'm going to watch over you. Can I get an amen? In other words, you take a nap I'm going to tuck you in. You get some rest because I don't need no rest. I'm God. I, know, I, I don't sleep. I got everything covered for you tonight while you rest. Can I get an amen? I think he, I think he says this to me, Kevin. I really do. I wish I, could, I wish I could make myself believe this more or at least react on that more. Are y'all ready for this? Some of y'all need to write this down. I can tell by looking at you, you need some help. I don't, 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 give me, don't go there yet. I'm not done with, with tucking them in yet. I'm not done with tucking them in yet. When God tucks you in, I believe that God says to you and to me, are y'all ready for this? This is so beautiful, y'all. I like it. Now, you don't be anxious about nothing. You cast your care on me tonight. Give me all your worries. Give me all your concerns. I believe God says, you unload your stuff on me. Watch this. And you sleep well. You get a good night's sleep. I'll tuck you in, but you give me your junk. I'll take care of that. 
You don't have to worry about tomorrow because you ain't promised that anyway. I got you. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Let me tuck you in tonight. You get you a good night's rest. I'm God Almighty. I'm the Lord Most High. You belong to me. Because of that, you can rest tonight. You can have peace tonight. And because of that, I'll see you in the morning when I wake you up with loving kindness. Can I get an amen? Ain't God good, y'all? I'll wake you up in the morning with my loving kindness, but I'll tuck you in with my faithfulness. I've been good to you all day long. I've walked with you and talked with you and helped you along the way. And because of that, you can lay your head down tonight and rest. You can have peace because, you know, weeping may, enjoy, may, may endure for a while, but joy's going to come in the morning. I got this. Amen. Give me your cares. Tuck you in. Tuck you in. How many of y'all ever tuck your kids in? Anybody ever tuck them in? What do you do when you tuck them in? How you tuck your kids in? Well, well, y'all think about it now. You take them little old kids, you tuck them in, you know, you know make sure everything's good. What do, you, what do you normally do before you, before you walk out of the room? Well, you lean over there and give them a little kiss. Good night. Don't you think, boy, I like that, don't y'all? God says to you. Before you go, before I walk out, before, before you doze off now, I'll give you a good night kiss and we'll tuck you in. Heavenly kisses, what a blessing that is. Oh my, we serve an awesome God, don't we? But not only that, not only does he wake us every morning with his loving kindness, not only does he tuck me in at night with his faithfulness, but he gives me another victory. Can I give an amen? How many of y'all get victories in your life that God gives you every day? Can I get an amen? How many of y'all got a victory this morning? Anybody? Amen. God gives us a victory. Notice what he says in verse number three and four. I love what he says. He says, upon an instrument of ten strings, upon the psaltery, upon the harp with a solemn sound, for the Lord God, for thou, Lord, has made me glad through thy work, I will. What's that word, y'all? Triumph. Underline that in your Bible. I will triumph in the works of your hands. In other words, God, you are God and you give me victory. All I need to do is just give you praise and glory and thankfulness because every day of my life, you give me another victory, amen. You give me victory over the devil. You give me victory over the flesh. You give me victory over myself. You give me victory after victory after victory. I mean, for me to be able to put one foot in front of another one is another victory in my life. For me to be able to walk through a day is another victory in my life. Life. Can I get an amen? God is good. He, he not only wakes us with his loving kindness, not only does he tuck me in with his faithfulness, and not only do I get another victory in him, but watch the next thing. He has woven my life together to fulfill his purpose. Did you know that God is working on you? Did you know that God is shaping you and molding you and making you and doing stuff in you? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? God does that. I love, I love what, it, what it says. Uh, look at verse number five. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, this is a little bit tricky, but I want you to see it. He says, let's read this out loud together, everybody. Oh, Lord, how great are thy works and thy thoughts are very deep. Come on now, y'all act like y'all didn't know what you were reading. Let's do it again. Let's read it out loud together. Y'all gotta help me. Oh Lord, how great are thy works 
and thy thoughts are deep. You, you ever saw that before? Now, I want you to underline the word thoughts. Because the word thoughts is not just the way we think. It's, uh, in the Hebrew, it's an interesting word. It means God's plans or God's purposes are deep. All right, now, now you do, you have that. In other words, what that really means is that God, God in verse number five, he has great works and his thoughts toward me are according to his plan, his purpose. Romans 8, 28, for all things work together for the good of them that love God who are called according to his purpose. What in the world does that mean? It means that God is weaving our life. He is taking the valleys and the mountaintops, the good days and the bad days, the hard times and the not-so-hard times, and guess what God's doing with all that? He's weaving our life together to fulfill his purpose and his plan. In other words, you could write this down. You're not an accident. Your life is not an accident. That no matter where you are or what you're going through, God is weaving things together. For the Bible says that he who begun a good work in you will complete it. The Bible reminds us that, that God is shaping us and molding us, watch this, write this down, for his glory. That, did you know that God is a personal God? That he's not just a God of corporate worship, but he's a God that's intimately invested and involved and interested in your life because he made you. And he made you for a purpose and for a reason. And, and we can thank God together that no matter what's going on in my life, that God is weaving my life shaping my life, molding my life, sewing it together, building a tapestry of his beauty and glory for his glory, his life, his glory. Everything that's going on in my life, watch this, God is using for his glory. Now, it may not seem that way. You say, now, wait a minute, Brother Jenkins. I, I'm, I'm going through a tough time. Did you know that God can even use the dark days to bring him glory? Did you know that God can use even the bad times to bring him glory? Can I get an amen? So when we walk through the tough times and the turbulent times and the times that we're thinking, well, uh, God, I don't know about this. Let me tell you what you need to do. Are you ready? Write it down. You are to give thanks to God for all things, the good days and the bad days. The good times and the bad times. You are to say, God, you're using this to weave my life because you don't waste nothing. So the psalmist recognizes that, that we serve a God like that. So, so let's go back and say that whole thing in point number one. Y'all ready? 
All right, here we go. It's a good thing to give thanks to God because he, he and he alone is what? Lord and what? Most high. Number two, say this like you mean this. He wakes me every morning with his loving kindness. Come on, number three. He tucks me in at night with his faithfulness. Number four, he's given me another victory. And finally, he has woven my life together to fulfill his purpose. Can we give God praise for that? Because that's what he does with us, y'all. He does all that. I like a God like that. Can I get an amen? Now, now, I'm going to give you number two because it's powerful. Now, this is where your part comes in. God's faithful, but sometimes we get, we, 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 get, uh, we get to where we gripe a lot, complain a lot, bellyache a lot. Uh, I don't think we got any of those people in here this morning. But, but you know those people. They, they gripe. They, don't, they, don't, they take things for granted. They, uh, they don't... Uh, they don't give God praise. So, so let me, before I look at the rest of that, let me get you to do something for me. I want you to under circle, star, highlight the word discipline. Because discipline is something you do to yourself. You discipline yourself to do what? Give thanks. Come on now, y'all got to help me. You discipline yourself to do what? Give thanks. So when your mouth starts to grumble, you say to yourself, no, 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 not today. I'm not going to bellyache. I'm not going to gripe. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to marabah. I'm going to discipline myself to do what? Give thanks. You, now, wait a minute. I'm not going to let you off the hook that easy. Why can you do that? Why can you discipline yourself to give thanks? Because he and he alone is Lord and Most High because he wakes you every morning with his loving kindness. He tucks you in every night with his faithfulness. He gives you another victory and he's weaving your life together. So because of that, you can discipline yourself to give thanks to God. Instead of griping, instead of complaining, instead of belly aching, instead of fussing, instead of doing all that stuff, instead of looking at the glass half empty, you can look at the glass half full. You can get up every day and say, thank you, Lord, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it today. I'm going to get a bounce in my step, a smile on my face, a twinkle in my eye, a hope in my heart, a faith that's unrattled. I'm going to be able to walk in victory today because, watch this, my Father loves me and he's controlling my life. So because of that, I can discipline myself to what? Give thanks. You say, now wait a minute, Brother Jack. Can I really give thanks for everything? The Bible says you're supposed to, doesn't it? The Bible says in all things, give thanks. You say, now wait a minute, Brother Jack. What about when that person cuts me off in, on, on I-20? I'm supposed to get, well, you know what? God may be trying to slow you down because something ahead of you is in danger. What about that, uh, that Brother Jack, I was going to Walmart and I saw an upfront parking place, had my sights on it. And, and look, about the time I got there, 
They pulled in front of me and got my parking place. You mean I'm supposed to give God thanks for that? Yeah, because God may want you to park at the back of the parking lot because you ain't been exercising. And you need to walk. You need to walk. Lord, thank you for this lap I had to take to thank God. Uh, I needed exercise. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, what about all those things that happen in our life that sometimes we bellyache and gripe about? Could we, could we, could we, y'all, could we step back and say, now, wait a minute. Lord, there must be something here that I could thank you for because preacher told me this morning, you're weaving my life together. That you are faithful all day long. You will not leave me, not forsake. There must be something here in, in this situation I could thank you for. Don't gripe, don't complain, don't bellyache, but in all things, come on, help me. Give thanks. Well, when you discipline yourself to give thanks to the Lord, it helps you do a couple things. Write them down. It helps you to be God conscious. When you're living your life and you are giving thanks, it helps you to think about God. You're, you're, all of a sudden, you're thinking about, well, I'm glad for this because God is, God's, God's in control of this thing. And when you become God conscious, write this down, your life becomes bigger than you. Your, your life, your world becomes bigger than your little world. Your life becomes bigger than your life. It's, it's got a God factor in it. So no matter where I go or what I do, if I discipline myself to give thanks, I can have my mind God conscious. But if I'm griping and belly aching and fussing about everything, most of the time I'm not God conscious. Come on, help me. Who am I thinking about? Me. And I think we've got a me epidemic in our country and in our world, in our churches. We need to become God conscious. So when I discipline myself to give thanks, I become God conscious. Secondly, I overcome the enemy. When I am giving thanks to God, the enemy hates that. The enemy doesn't want you to be thankful. He doesn't want you to give praise to God. He doesn't want you to give glory to God. So that when I give thanks to the Lord, the enemy don't know what to do with me then. When I'm saying, God, I thank you for this. I thank you for the valley. I thank you for the mountaintop. I thank you for the rain. I thank you for the storm. I thank you. I thank you. There's a song that we do that says, I will praise you in this storm because he's the master of it. Amen. God's always at work. So I can overcome my enemy when I'm thankful. But not only can I overcome my enemy, I can appreciate my life. You probably have never been guilty of this, that you don't appreciate the life you've got. But I have. I've been guilty of, of looking at my life thinking, well, you know, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? But when I am thankful, I appreciate my life. How many of y'all realize this? If you realize this, raise your hand. There are people much worse off than you are. Can I get an amen? Much worse off than you are. 
There are people that are struggling and battling with every kind of thing in the world. And look, look at me. Look at me, everybody. Look at you. You look good. Shoes on your feet, clothes on your body. Most of you got too much to eat. You're doing good. Ain't you doing good? Anybody get, can I say amen? amen? How many of y'all can say you're doing good? God's blessed you. Amen. I was talking about Terry Brown. He got me. He started, oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Got me all excited before I even got up here. I said, Terry, you're going to have to shut up, boy. I'm going to have to take up an offering before I start because it's so good. God is so good. Can I get an amen? So when you give thanks, you appreciate your life. You start looking at your life and go, Lord, I may not have everything, but I got more than I need. I got, I got, I, you taking care of me. You gave me food and raiment. You taking care of me. I'm blessed. I appreciate the life you've given me. When was the last time that you went to an altar and you got on your knees and you said, Lord, thank you for my life you've blessed me with? When was the last time that you stopped and instead of looking at all your problems, you looked at all your blessings and you said to your heavenly father, thank you for, thank you for your loving kindness this morning. Thank you for your faithfulness that you took me in well. Thank you for giving me a big, thank you for helping me. Thank you for being with, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I, I appreciate my life. Now, now, let me tell you the next thing that you, it will do. It will cause you to maintain, come on, help me, right attitude. Now, I know you ain't never been guilty of that, having the wrong attitude. But those other people got a problem with that, right? Those other, don't look at them, but they, they got a problem with that. You know, attitude is so important in your life. Anybody ever in here ever been guilty of having a bad attitude? Come on now. How many of y'all know that bad attitude just sour you? It'll mess you up. John Maxwell said, your attitude determines your altitude. If you've got a bad attitude, you're going to crash. If you've got a good attitude, you're going to fly. Your attitude determines your altitude in life and you know, when you start giving thanks and you really appreciate what God's doing, it'll change your attitude. It will help you maintain the right attitude. So when you find yourself kind of getting off course, you need to realign your course to say, Lord, I need to get my thanks right so that when I get my heart right, my attitude will get right. And I can be thankful for so many things. Now, are you with me? Say amen. amen. What is the consequences? The grave consequences of being unthankful. What happens to people when they, when they get in that spot where they are not thankful? What happens to them? I think there's a million different answers to that question, but I, I think that most of us would agree that people that are unthankful are very bitter, negative, angry people. Can I get an amen? They, they just, they, 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 they're just that way. But I believe the Bible speaks 
uh, about four or five that, that you need to pay attention to. Not, not, just, not just my thoughts, but what does God say about being unthankful? First of all, I forget where my blessings come from. When I'm unthankful, I have a tendency to forget where my blessings come from. Amen? <clears throat> now, the Bible says in Romans 121, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, what does it say? Neither were they thankful. How many of y'all realize this? All our blessings come from him. And if we're not careful, when we get ungrateful, we forget where our blessings come from. And when we forget where our blessings come from, we spiral down. We go to the next thing, and that is this. I not only forget where they come from, but I forget the blessing. Amen. I not only forget where they come from, but I forget that I got blessed today. I got blessed today. I've been blessed already. And I'll not only forget the God that does bless me and my blessings come from him, but I'll forget my blessings. You ever been guilty of that? Romans 1.21 says, because that they knew, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they what? Thankful. And they became vain in their imagination. In other words, they forgot where their blessing come from and they forgot their blessing. Their, their, their mind became empty and, and they forgot all that. And then when you forget your blessings, where they come from and you forget your blessing, watch this, you become empty of appreciation. In other words, you may want to write this out beside that. You have an entitlement mind that says everybody owes you something. That, uh, you know, you don't thank God for nothing. You, you don't see the good in your life. You don't see the blessings in your life. You don't see the good things in your life. And you become empty of appreciation. Let me remind you of this. Every day you need to be giving God thanks for your life. But if you don't give him thanks, you will become empty in your appreciation. And verse number 21 says, he says, they, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, and, and they were not thankful. Then it says they became vain in their imagination. They became empty of thankfulness, y'all. You don't need to become empty in your thankfulness. You need to be thankful to God. And you need to say, Lord, I appreciate your blessings on my life. I appreciate it. I may not have everything everybody else has got, but I've got what you have given me provisions to have. And God, I got you. Amen. And I got heaven waiting on me. I got the riches of glory land waiting on me. God, you are good to me. And I'm thankful for how you have blessed me. But if you don't, you'll forget that. Now, let me give you the fourth thing quickly. You'll have, boy, this is one that's really serious. You'll have darkness and depression. Did you know that when you don't have a heart of thankfulness and you become, you, you, forget, you forget where your blessings come from, you forget your blessing, you don't appreciate nothing, 
darkness and depression and set in your life. Amen? You, you just get, man, you just, you, you just see that happen. It'd be like a cloud hanging over you all the time. You'll get sour, you'll get bitter, you'll get angry, you'll get, uh, you know, you won't thank God. The joy of the Lord won't be in your heart. And, and in verse number 21, it says in the next part of that, look at the, their foolish heart was what? Darkened. Don't, don't miss that in your Bible. Their foolish heart was darkened. When you don't give thanks and you're not thankful and you're not appreciative, man, your heart gets dark. And all of a sudden, darkness and depression gets in. And watch this. You will spiral downward. Next thing is so important. You will spiral downward when you're unthankful. When you don't thank God and you're not appreciative, you, you, you will fall into a downward spiral of what? Self-destruction. You've seen it happen to people. They, they got, they're blessed and they don't know it. They got it good, but they don't recognize it. They're, they're, they're not thankful for what they do have and they always want something else. They're not content with the blessings that God has given them. They're not grateful. Their heart is filled up with, with, with themselves rather than being thankful to God. And all of a sudden, watch this, they spiral downward towards self-destruction. Verse number 22 says it this way. They profess themselves to be wise, but they become what? Fools. Uh, the next part of that verse says something tremendous. As it goes on, it talks about how that they spiral downward and uh, they, they just self-destruct. They, they think they got it all figured out, but they become a fool. Now, let me tell you something. Are y'all listening to me? Where's all that start? It starts when they get, when they become unthankful. Did you know that when you're unthankful, something happens to you? It starts messing with your mind and it darkens your heart and your life starts being affected by that. I don't know about y'all, but I do know about me. There are times in my life where I've taken God's blessings for granted. You ever done that? Anybody here ever been guilty of that? Let me see your hand if you've done it. I've been guilty of it. Anybody in this place ever been guilty of just, let's, let's just be dirt honest, griping? Anybody? Look at your neighbor and say, you need to raise your hand. Amen. Complaining? Come on. Not being thankful, come on. Belly aching, come on. Seeing the glass half empty, come on. Do I need to go on? Let's have an altar call. Amen. <laughs> Big deal. We, we've been guilty of that, y'all. God doesn't, God wants us to be people that are thankful. The bottom line is a pretty bottom, powerful bottom line. Don't you think, don't you think really it's time to get back on track and become thankful to God for all his blessings towards you? Don't you think it's time to get back to say, Lord, 
I've been acting like a spoiled brat. I've been doing more complaining than I have praising. I've been doing more griping than I ought to be. God, I want to ask you, I'm tell you, I'm sorry for that. God, I want to get back to where I'm thankful to you. Thankful for my blessings. Now today, you know, Thanksgiving has two words in it. Y'all do know that, don't you? What's the first word in Thanksgiving? Thanks. What's the second word in Thanksgiving? Giving. See, when we think of gratitude, it's always thanks attached to giving. Let me tell you what God's done for you. God has given to you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Did you know one of the things that you could be thankful for is for what God has given to you. He's given to you something that you could not give to yourself. He gave his son to die on the cross for you so that you could have eternal life. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, came to this earth, died a hard death on a cruel, rugged cross just for you and just for me. And God loved you so much that he gave his son to do that for you. You should be thankful for that because nobody else could have done that for you. Only God could do that for you. How can you show your gratitude? You can show your gratitude by accepting what he's done for you. Accepting the gift of Jesus on the cross. If you've never done that, today would be a great day for you to say, Lord, I want you to come into my heart and give a new life to me. I'm thankful that you went to the cross and died for me. And I'm so grateful that you did something for me that I could not do for myself. And if you've never asked Jesus in your heart, today would be a great day for you to do that. Another part of that word is thanksgiving. Wouldn't it be awesome if you gave your life to him by serving him? The Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts of praise. Serve the Lord with gladness. I believe that every member of our church ought to be serving the Lord with gladness. I believe you could start that by joining the church. By saying, I want to be a member of this church. I want to connect. I want to serve God. And I want to start by walking in obedience of being a member here. We'd love to have you. So in a moment, I'm going to invite ministers to come down front. They're going to stand here. And if you've never asked Jesus in your heart, they're going to help you with that. If you'd like to become a member of this great church, they're going to help you with that. But maybe you're one of those people that needs to just come to the altar and say, Lord, thank you. What's wrong with that, y'all? What's wrong with going to the altar and just saying, Lord, thank you for blessing me the way you do. You're so awesome. We love you. We thank you, Lord. Forgive me for belly aching. Forgive me for complaining. God, I, I love you, and I want to thank you for all you've done for me. So the altar will be open for you to do that. So let's stand together, and let's sing together as our ministers come. And we'd love for you to come. This is your moment to make your decision for Christ. Would you come as we sing together?